This episode is coming out at the end of 2020. Chances are you have been thinking about 2021 and are setting some goals and resolutions and intentions or whatever you want to call it for the new year. If you're a stepmom, you may also be thinking about ways you can minimize stepfamily stress and improve relationships next year. Chances are COVID amped up your stepfamily stress this year and you are not sad to say goodbye to 2020. If any of this resonates with you and you are looking for change, I just released a free ebook with 16 questions that stepmoms should ask themselves before 2021. As Dr. Phil says, you can't change what you don't acknowledge. And this is a really good time to do an audit on your stepfamily life so you can set the foundation to improve things next year. Now, if you're content feeling overwhelmed and like you have no control of your life, damned if you do, damned if you don't, like you don't know your place, like your stepfamily stressors are consuming your life and you know, you're fine in your high conflict co-parenting situation, just keep doing what you're doing. Don't download this guide. But if you are ready to feel happier and confident and more in control amongst the extra stress, you can download your copy at www.jamiescrimshaw.com forward slash stepmom audit. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. If you are in a high conflict co-parenting relationship or even one that's like, meh, it's not great. You're going to take so much from this episode. In this episode, I interview April and Lauren Kirk, the hosts of co-parenting past chaos podcast. These two badass women, they share one thing in common, the same husband. Well, not currently the same husband. April is married to Lauren's ex-husband. So they've shared the same husband just at different points in time. And now they all co-parent six children. April and Lauren are also obviously podcast hosts, like I just said, but they're also best friends. And you may be like, okay, well, that's so cute. Good for them. Just another one of those hearts and sparkles co-parenting relationships floating around my Facebook newsfeed. We've all seen them, right? And they're great and they're amazing. And you just think it's always been that way. But get this. A few years ago, these two were up to their ears and lawyer's bills and in such a high conflict co-parenting relationship that they had to do pick up and drop off at the police station with supervision, Yeah, when I said it was high conflict, I wasn't exaggerating. It was high conflict. And they have obviously made major strides in their co-parenting relationship and learned so many lessons along the way. And today we are diving into what it was like back then and how they went from being enemies to best friends and their advice for parents who are in a co-parenting relationship right now that is super high conflict, or maybe a stepmom or a mom who wants to have a healthy co-parenting relationship, but it just does not seem like it's in the cards. Now, I would love to hear your reaction to this episode. So do me a favor, take a screenshot, share it out on social, tag me at Jamie Scrimger and at co-parenting past chaos. That's April and Lauren's handle. And let us know what you think. Also, if you haven't already I would really love it if you could go over to iTunes and give this podcast a rating and a review. As I have said, these days, my love language is words of affirmation in the form of podcast reviews. Guys, I cannot tell you how much these reviews help us grow the show, inspire more women, and secure the best guests so we can keep doing what we're doing. So you guys are amazing. Thank you for doing that. Thank you all that you do to support this community. 
And trust me when I say that this community supports me just as much as I hope it supports you. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Kick-Ass Stepmom Podcast. I'm Jamie Scrimger, wife, mom, stepmom, life coach, conversation opener, and BS caller. Seven years ago, I found myself sitting on the bathroom floor with a glass of wine, bawling my eyes out, wondering what the heck I was thinking, marrying a man with three kids and an ex-wife. Don't get me wrong, I was madly in love, the kids were great, but as a 26-year-old with zero experience in the parenting department, I was in over my head. When I went to the internet for support, I was disappointed with what I found. So I decided to create the type of support that I was looking for. Raw and real conversations about all things motherhood, stepmotherhood, and living a kick-ass life. Life can be hard, really freaking hard, but each week I'll bring you tips and strategies and mindset shifts to help you thrive amongst the tough stuff in life. My goal is to inspire you to live your version of a kick-ass life. We'll bring you along as I create my own. Let's do this. Lauren and April, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Yeah, I am so excited for this conversation. I was thinking today, I saw a TikTok video a long time ago, and it was both of you in the police station parking lot talking about how this is where you used to do your pickup and your drop-offs. And uh, now you guys are best friends. So I I was in that moment, I need to get them on the podcast. I need to speak to these ladies. (laughs) So um, I'm so glad that we can make it happen. Yes, for sure. Right. So you know what? I think we should start by doing a little bit of an introduction so you guys could just share who you are and a little bit about your family dynamic, because it is pretty complicated. It is complicated. You may need a map, a roadmap, a family tree or something to understand this. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we'll give it a try. So April, myself, is married to Lauren's ex-husband, and together we co-parent six children. I moved into the neighborhood with my second husband. We bought a house, and shortly after... Lauren and her husband, John, moved in next door to me and my husband. Roy and I, who was my second husband, we divorced and John and Lauren divorced and John and I got together, but it doesn't end there because my second husband moved down the street. My first husband retired from the Navy and he also moved across the street and Lauren moved a little down the street from my second husband. In she was roommates with my second husband's ex-girlfriend. <laughs> did you catch it all? <laughs> yeah, we definitely, definitely need a chart. But no, yeah, I did get that. I, I got it. So basically, you guys are in this co-parenting relationship. You all live in the same neighborhood, which sounds amazing, but it wasn't always amazing. It w- was pretty high conflict at the beginning. It was when April first um, started dating my ex-husband and then they got married He and I were in the midst of a custody battle with our three children. And so she became my arch nemesis at the time (laughs) for a couple of years, actually. There was a lot of screaming matches across the fence, some burning of some clothes in the front yard. You know, the typical high conflict, (laughs) the norm. Yeah. You know what? It sounds like it was pretty high conflict, but you guys have come so far. So I love to dive into that. So you guys end up in this custody battle with you guys. So you're looking, what was the custody battle about? The custody battle was about um, who would have sole custody of the boys, which John and I together share three sons. Um, And I think 
at that time, there was a lot of just pettiness going on. Really, that's all it was. It was who we felt the children were better suited to live with and um, who would have to pay child support. The normal petty divorce things um, for no reason, really, whatsoever, other than just trying to get back at one another. Okay. And then so you guys were at the point where it was so high conflict where you were doing your exchanges at the, at the police station. Yes, they were, they were court ordered for us to, to do our exchanges at the police department. So why did that happen? Was it just super, you, would you get into arguments and you know, like how, how did that even get into the court order? Yeah, we would get into arguments and also a way to document our exchanges. The best way to do that was in the police department parking lot. So this was all tied into our attorneys and our whole entire custody case. I think that at one point, we were just doing anything we could to inconvenience the other household. And John would say, okay, I don't want Lauren to be able to pull up into our driveway. And then Lauren would say, okay, I don't want John to be able to come to my home, period. So we're like, okay, well, the attorneys and judge, you know, just ordered us to all meet at the police department that way. So you guys are at the police station. You just said, so it was super high conflict until you decided to stop. What made you decide to stop? Ultimately, it, it boiled down to April and I, really. We were just two women that were battling this out, trying to, I don't know, be petty with one another. And I had to come to this place of extreme vulnerability in my life and what I was going through and my struggles. And the one person that I was battling against might be someone that I could actually reach out and, and ask for help. And so I did. And April is the most stubborn woman on the planet, and she was determined to make me her friend no matter what it took. So I finally let, let the walls down and was like, okay, let's be friends now. So what does that look like when she's determined to make you her friend? Oh, I'm a stalker. She <laughs> is. She's a clinger. She will text me and call me. And no, she really did try. And we both at different times did try to mend the relationship, but we had this ex-husband and this new husband that was in the middle and we weren't getting past the sides of him that we each knew. And so we kind of had to remove him from the situation and be like, no, I'm going to get to know this woman for exactly who she is for both of us. Mm -hmm. And do you think that that's where a lot of moms and stepmoms run into issues? Because I do, you know, I've had conversations with my husband and just lots of stepmoms who I, who I talk to, it's, you know, we hear their side of the story and their perspective and it's tainted based on their experiences and it has to be aligned with the story they're telling themselves now. Like there, there are so many missing pieces when we're getting our information about say the ex or whoever from, from another person. Absolutely. I think for Lauren and I, it was very important that we seen each other as just two individual women, not as the wife and the ex-wife or the mom and the stepmom. We were two women that had the same goal, end goal in sight. And that was to make sure that our children had the most amazing life that they possibly could. I know Lauren reached out for her own reasons, but I wouldn't give up because, and Lauren did as well come from a broken home, but I did when I was growing up, my parents were not married and it was very hard on me. I never wanted my children to go through that. So being divorced prior, I had already co-parented for years and years with my first husband because we have two daughters together. I knew what it should look like in my mind. I knew what I wanted it to look like. 
And I felt like, honestly, it would never get that way between Lauren and John. But I wasn't going to give up. And quite frankly, I was tired of being in debt because (laughs) attorneys Mm -hmm. are not cheap. No, no, I hear you. I hear you. They are not cheap at all. And what do you say, though, too? Because I know there's so many stepmoms who will say to me, I'm trying to have a good relationship with the ex. I'm tr- I really want to reach out and have this relationship. And she wants nothing to do with me or she won't acknowledge my existence. What's your advice to that? Because obviously you guys didn't come to that you know, place at the exact same time. I think like Lauren said a minute ago, first of all, communication is the key. Like you have to be open and to communicating with that person. I understand there are some, we have a friend that's going through this and her ex-husband will not allow his new soon to be wife have a relationship at all with her. But for us, we put everything aside to make sure that our children have the best lives. You need to be vulnerable as a woman. I know that's very hard as, as women, we are, are kind of scared of that quite frankly, but you have to have that vulnerability in order to really be able to trust one another. You do. And I think that as a bio mom, that fear of someone else coming in on your territory, um, it's a pride that is very hard to let go of. But like April said, the end goal for both of us was exactly the same. So instead of fighting someone on this, why not gain a teammate and someone that I can raise my children with and my children can have two strong women raising them versus just one? Oh my gosh, I love that. And I think it's really sad because I think societies just pit us against each other, right? From from the very beginning, Absolutely. you know, you're fighting over this man. And, you know, even if you're not fighting over the man, you, you maybe they don't want to be together anymore or whatever the situation is. But there's just this assumption that, you know, there's this piss, pissing match between the mom and the stepmom. And it doesn't have to be like that. But even when you hear, you know, you'll say to someone, oh, I'm a stepmom, how many times is the first conversation, the first question they ask, oh, well, how's the ex, right? There's this assumption that there's going to be this battle. Yeah. And I, like I said, have been divorced and I, my children had a stepmom. I'll tell you how I felt. It was jealousy. I was a failure in my eyes because I couldn't make my first marriage work to my children's father. And then I see this woman come in and she can make him happy and he can be a different man for her. But I wanted to convince her and myself that he was never going to be different, that he was always going to be this certain way. And that wasn't true. And I think Lauren and I had to deal with that a lot in the beginning of our relationship and just finally had to realize that we are married or were married to two different people, quite frankly. Yes, oh the version gosh. the version of John that she is getting is not the version that I'm getting. And it, it doesn't devalue our marriage and the John that I had. It was a chapter and the man that she's getting now, I pray is a greater man for her because they're raising our children. And, and that's, you know, why he and I are not together is because we couldn't raise our children in a happy, healthy home. That is so interesting that you say that because, you know, Darren and I have talked about that so many times. It's, you know, I have a different husband than you were in your first marriage and I get a better version of you because you have learned so many lessons. Everyone grows, right? Well, hopefully everyone grows, you know, learns from their mistakes and you you become a better person based on the experiences that you have. So I love that you guys say that because it, it really is two different, two different men or two different phases of their lives. Yeah, I, Lauren was the starter wife. <laughs> she got to break him in, and then now I get the good part. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you you owe it to her. <laughs> I do. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. So when you guys called this truce, 
what what was the final day when you guys actually decided okay we're gonna we're gonna do this differently December 23rd. <laughs> I mean, it, I really remember that. It, it really was shortly after New Year's. Um, no, before. Was it before? Mm-hmm. I had gone through a really bad breakup at the time. And um, when we called the truce, I think in the beginning, there was a lot of hesitancy that we would kind of take 12 steps backwards. Um, but we didn't let that deter us. We kept going forward. We started off small. We'd call each other every day. We'd tell stories. We'd include each other in a piece of our own personal lives, not necessarily our co-parenting or the children. It was like we slowly were building this friendship with a person that I'd never met before. What did you talk about when you called each other every day? Just the kids or other things? No, we would talk about just random things. That- like, for example, I called her because I needed to buy a couch and I didn't want to go couch shopping by myself. And she's like, you want me to go? And I'm like, well, why not? So we went couch shopping and it turned into us talking about our childhood and our marriages and just life for two hours. So it was really about getting to know each other as people, not yes, the stepmom exactly. and the mom. We didn't want to be April John's wife or Lauren, John's ex-wife. We wanted to be April and Lauren, individual women, and to build a, a bond with each other. That is so, I love that perspective. I've never heard it like that. And so what did John think? Um, No. <laughs> <laughs> I remember get, like we were one morning having coffee in bed and I was like, so I'm going to be friends with Lauren. He was like, no, you're not. I'm like, no, really. Did you forget you're married to this woman who doesn't take no for an answer? I'm going to be friends with her. And he said, you know, it's going to backfire. I just don't think it's a good idea. He knows that I really do put my heart and soul into everything I do 100%. And I think he didn't want to see me get hurt, but also he didn't want us to kind of compare stories like we do. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. He wasn't on board in the beginning, but he really is one of our biggest supporters. And actually, I think he loves that we're friends now. I think it really gives him like a very calm, peaceful life. Well, we make his life easier. We do. We do. Yeah, because I find when the two women can communicate about what's going on and running the family and all the things, it really is smooth sailing, right? Because well, I know right. I've definitely been in situations where we're really good at communicating and then other times not so much. And it is so much easier when everyone can be on the same page. And remember, you know, you are on the same team. We are. And that's what I think a lot of times people forget because in every relationship, women are really we are prickly pear people Mm -hmm. and we need to be, there needs to be an alpha female. And then there needs to be the ones that don't really care about that stuff. Lauren doesn't care to be in charge. She knows that that's my thing and I like it. So she lets me, but I don't do it in a way that disrespects her as the mother of her children. I do it as a way to be a part of her team and just be a support system for her. It's a Mm -hmm. balance really. She's the other half that I am lacking and where she lacks, I'm the other half. And we had to see each other's weaknesses and strengths, which is always scary um, to let those out, especially for me. I hate I hate doing that. But when I showed her my weaknesses, she she got a better sense of how how to communicate with me and then could then help facilitate better communication with me and my ex-husband. This episode is sponsored by Stepmom Magazine. Guys, Stepmom Magazine is probably one of the only Stepmom resources that I check out on a regular basis. It is an online magazine with articles from all the top step parenting experts on all things Stepmom life. 
If you've been through it, Stepmom Magazine has covered it. The articles inside Stepmom Magazine are written by a hand-selected team of experts. Contributors are licensed therapists and published authors and stepfamily professionals who just get it. Stepmom Magazine also has eBooks that you can download if you're struggling with a particular issue, such as disengaging or dealing with the ex or having an R's baby and more. It is a super cost-effective way to get support and most importantly, reassurance that you're not alone. It is such a great feeling when you get the monthly email letting you know that the monthly edition is ready. The articles are always so timely. To subscribe, head to www.stepmommagazine.com and use the code JAMIE20 to save 20%. Again, that's www.stepmommagazine.com and use the code JAMIE20 for 20% off. Huge thanks to Revival by Martin Co. for supporting this episode. Revival by Martin Co. creates sustainably handcrafted, reclaimed wood watches that not only are freaking gorgeous, but are designed with materials to uplift your spirit. Founded by husband and wife duo Dana and Jeff Martin, Revival by Martin Co. is passionate about self-empowerment and empowering women and children all over the world. Not only do I love their watches, but I absolutely love the mission behind it. 25% of proceeds from every watch purchased is donated to WaterAid Canada. WaterAid is an international not-for-profit determined to make clean water, decent toilets, and good hygiene normal for everyone, as it should be. Darren and I both wear our Revival by Martin Co. watches all the time and are always asked where they're from. Darren wears the Ebony Ignite, and I am obsessed with my Sandalwood Clarity watch. Head to www.revivalbymartinco.com to check them out and use the code JAMIE15 for 15% off. That's www.revivalbymartinco.com and use the code JAMIE15 for 15% off. And so when you got to this point, were, were there ever times, so you're building this friendship and were, were there any bumps in the road where one of you was like, uh, this is too close or this isn't working or I feel like you've overstepped? Lauren and I never had boundaries. <laughs> we are not those people. And there were there were probably two or three times where we did have to take a step back and say, okay, you know, maybe this is too much. Because you have to remember, we did go through a two and a half year bitter custody battle. And there were a lot of hurtful things said. There were some things done that, you know, you can't take those things back. We hashed every one of those things out. We literally, I, I don't let Lauren get away with <laughs> not talking to me. So we, I do like an intervention and I'll sit everybody down. I'm like, okay, we're going to talk about this and we're going to get it all out in the open and we're going to fix it. And we're going to move forward because we have a job to do and we can't just not be a family. That's not a possibility for us. We have all these children that depend on us and need us. And it's our job to make sure that they have a great life, even though we aren't married to their biological parents. That's right. I think the hardest part has been now kind of defining this is my best friend, but she's also married to my ex-husband. And where is that line? How, how far can I push this sometimes? Or what you constantly in the back of your mind are having to remember the respect level of she is married to this man. So um, when I come to her with, with a conflict of our co-parenting, she's my best friend. She has to hear me vent, but also I have to be respectful of their marriage. Mm-hmm. And so do you guys still have conflicts? Because I sometimes think we see these people online and everyone, you know, everyone's wearing the jerseys or we're best friends now and all these things. But I know co-parenting is really freaking hard. And there has to be times where 
you're not on the same page or you're feeling overwhelmed or you're upset from something someone has said or taken it the wrong way. Like, how do you guys handle that? We truly do talk about everything. When I say everything, I do mean everything. If we ever have anything that we need to get off our chest or if somebody's upset the other or anything, we just go to the, the person and we talk about it. Yeah. And then you, it's like you said, you just sit down, come up with a resolution to decide you got to move on. Yes, basically. Most of the time, I will say our conflict has always been for with me and my ex-husband. So I will go to April immediately and say, this is what's bothering me. I need to vent for a second, but also how do we fix this? And she'll sit us all down. She'll communicate that to him in a way that he'll maybe um, not feel as attacked if I were to come at him with it. And then he and I can eventually sit down. So it's kind of a buffer, I would say. It, it's it's She's a helper. She's a teammate in all of this. April, do you ever feel like it's a lot for you to take on? Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it is. I mean, I, I even still, because John is not as involved in the co-parenting as I would like him to be or as Lauren would like him to be. And it's difficult. I have felt in the past that I've I'm very much in the middle and it's hard because I have this woman that I love and she is truly my best friend, but I also have this man that I'm so much in love with and he is the other half of me. But as a woman, I can see the things that he needs to do differently. But as a wife, I want to protect him. It's just really hard sometimes. But like I said, we just understand that and we do try. Lauren is really good about coming to me and saying, okay, look, I need to talk to you as my best friend. And it's not going to be good because it's about your husband. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I try to, t- you know, I have to wear different hats and I, I get it. And then I'll take that hat off and I'm like, you know, if that was just, if this is my best friend, what would I say? And I pick that. If this was me talking to the ex-wife, I'd be probably pissed, <laughs> but I don't because I don't know. It, I don't know how I am able to differentiate that, but I do. And it just works for us. Well, yeah, it sounds like you guys are very committed to what you have going on, right? And it's working. So you don't want to do anything to jeopardize that. Absolutely. What does the schedule look like for you and the kids then? Because you all live in the same neighborhood. Do you, like, what does that look like in terms of parenting time? So with the three younger kids, uh, John and I's children, uh, we do seven days on and seven days off. So we do a seven day or a weekly rotation. But honestly, we see each other every single day. (laughs) Every single day. We never so take a break. <laughs> that's just like their sleeping schedule, I guess, of whose house they're at. Um, for April, she, her daughters are older, so they don't live at home. Um, and then with Tanner. Well, Tanner is my son from my second marriage. And his dad actually just got orders to California. And we live in North Carolina. So he'll be there for three years. And he'll just get to see him when he can. But before that, he lived across the street. So he was coming and going when he wanted to. If he wanted to stay the night at dad's, he could, or he would stay here, just whatever he was comfortable with. And everyone gets along and everyone feels good about that. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's so good. You guys, it's crazy just to see how far you guys have come, right? You know, not allowing each other in the driveway to, <laughs> like, you know, in and out of each other's houses and having, you know, barbecues or whatever together. It's, it's pretty and Lauren and I. We travel together. We have sleepovers. It's so weird because we'll sit and think about it. And we're like, you know, people really get a kick out of our lifestyle. And we don't understand because it's just normal for us. It's almost boring. Yeah. But when we think about it, back in the, you know, two or three years ago, it was hell. Mm -hmm. It was really bad. Mm -hmm. And so what advice do you have for people who are in 
the middle of that co-parenting high conflict, you know, transition at the cop shop, all of that. And they're exhausted because I do feel like when you're in this high conflict situation, you have to get to the point when you're you say to yourself, this is not going to be my life. I can't, I can't keep doing this anymore. But then you don't want to let your guard down because there's also part of us that doesn't want to be a loser, right? You don't want to lose. You don't want to, mm-hmm. you know, be the one to, I guess, wave the white flag, if you will. Sometimes that's exactly who you have to be though. And right. 100%. compromise. And it doesn't make you any less. You're not giving up a battle of any kind. Um, you're not losing. And, and that's what we have to get out of our head, a custody of any kind, or, or when it comes to co-parenting, it's, it's not a, a battle to win. The end goal is to raise amazing children who are happy and healthy and good citizens. It's not to win them, to have them every single day, um, and, and be the only parent that makes an impact on their life. That's not what we're here for. And so I think Uh, what I always keep in the back of my mind is compromise. I would want someone to compromise with me. So I have to be willing to give that in as well. Mm -hmm. And it's important to remember they're not a pawn in your game. Like it's so easy, I think, in these high conflict situations to use the kids as the opportunity to stick it to the ax because you have those adult issues. Absolutely. And we were guilty of doing that to one another. And that's the hardest thing when we look back and think about all the time that we spent that really we were fighting over more time with the kids, but we were spending all that time fighting with each other. So it was just so silly and so petty. And we did all these things just to hurt the other person. And in the end, it destroyed our kids. I mean, it, it, you could tell they were hurting and now they're, they're thriving and they're so happy. Mm-hmm. And the only people who were really winning there was the lawyers because they were making bank. Heck yeah. That's right. <laughs> yep. Pretty sure I bought one of them a yacht, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Yeah. So do you guys have the same parenting values in terms of rules and expectations? Or is there a fun house and a strict house? How does that look? I think we both have the same core values in our homes. And even if we do have differences that we don't necessarily agree 100% on, we're very respective of the other parent in the household. I do think that John and I's household is a little more strict. Lauren is just a more laid back person. But as far as discipline goes, we're always on the same page. We're always on the same page. And even if it was something that I might not do in my home, it carries over. If that's a rule that they've made, we're going to make it collectively because we don't want the boys or any of the children thinking they're going to get one over on us. That's not how it's going to work. If you're punished there, you're punished here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's super important for all co-parenting relationships because you don't want the kids to be able to use one house over the other, you know, pick and choose where they go. But I want to go back for a quick second. I just had this thought. So you guys decide to be friends. You're going to have this type of co-parenting relationship. Did you guys ever all sit down together and just hash everything out? Or was it a slow process? It was a slow process. And what started it was when we were we decided to start writing our blog about our stories. And we were writing from two different perspectives. And it was very hard because a lot of these stories I hadn't shared or April hadn't shared in years. And you're rehashing them. And writing them brings up a lot of emotions. So we would both, you know, start crying, get really frustrated with something. And that's when it was like, okay, we got to sit down this Sunday and this is when we're going to talk about it. And we'd 
lay everything out for three hours. Mm -hmm. And you guys would just talk about what happened and kind of debrief on it then? Yeah. And get the other, you know, a lot of these, the stories that we told were from her perspective and my perspective, but John was the kind of the single um, similarity in them. And there were two different stories and we, I wanted answers. She wanted answers. So poor John, we really ganged up on him for a little while there, but he was a good sport. I love it. Have you ever read the book? No one's a bitch. No, it's a, it's a book by a mom and a stepmom. You guys actually should write a book by the way. Um, <laughs> it's no one's a step, no one's a bitch. And it admittedly, I didn't read the entire thing. Cause I got the gist by halfway through. Cause sometimes that happens. Um, but it, was talking about two different, the same situation from two different perspectives. So they were recalling the time that they met for the very first time and the stepmom was going to do the pickup. And uh, the mom just recalled the situation so differently than the stepmom, but it was the exact same situation. And I think that's so important, especially in any co-parenting relationship actually, is to know that we're all looking at the same situation from a different lens. And, you know, I know in my situation, the way that my husband's first wife will look at situations is entirely different than my perspective. Like it, it, it's night and day in terms of what's fair and what's right. And I just find that so interesting. That's probably what the solid foundation of our blog was about because we knew that there were, I mean, everybody's heard this. There's three sides to every story, yours, mine, and then the actual truth. Well, Lauren and I decided, you know what? We want to know what that actual truth is. So we're going to tell our version individually. And then collectively, we're going to see how they add up to mm-hmm. each other. You know, what are their similarities and what are the differences? And let's try to work through those. You've seen this particular instance this way, but I've seen it this way. So who was, I don't really want to write, but, but it, it makes you understand the other person and where they were coming from during that situation. Right. Now you're like, oh, I never would have thought of it like that. Yeah, because people's insecurities and just their own values and fears and all the things influence how we perceive so many of the things that happen in our lives. Right. It's like a text message. You don't know how to take it. Okay, are you being mean? Are you being cruel? Are you being kind? Are you being funny? That's the same thing with relationships. We didn't know in that particular moment, how was I feeling on the inside or how was Lauren feeling on the inside until we really broke it down piece by piece. I know. Don't you hate that with emails? You're like, are you mad? Or can you throw in a little exclamation mark or something? LOL. (laughs) Yeah. um, I'm going to need a little bit of an emoji here. Like, I don't know. Are are you being a bitch? Like, I don't really know what's happening. (laughs) That's the worst when you get an email, you just don't know how to take it. And then you talk to the person in real life and they're super friendly and you're just like, oh, okay. I guess I missed that. That's probably how my text messages come across. Yes, they are. And I will call you out on it. In the middle of that whole custody thing, there were times when we only communicated via email. No text messages were allowed. No phone calls. It was only strictly email. You cannot have a good relationship with somebody via email. It's just not possible. No, it's not. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. You have to have this, you know, even just talking on the phone sometimes, you can have the emotion in the conversations. I think that's a really good point, actually. Yes. And that's why I always told John, I said, we need to get face to face. He's like, oh, why do we need to do that? And I said, because I feel that it's just more personal to get someone, look them in the eye and see where they're coming from. You can see their emotions. You can see their sincerity in a conversation that you're having one-on-one with them. 
And yeah, and people have you. a lot of balls yes. when they're emailing too, right? Oh, you know, people yeah. will often say things that they probably wouldn't say if they were talking to you. I think it is actually a recipe for increased conflict when you're only communicating through email. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, and you know the passive aggressive digs. Me. John is good at that, and Lauren is just as good. <laughs> yeah, you're like well played. Saw that one coming. Yep. That is so good. So you know what? Your blog, like let's talk about your blog for a minute. What is, what's the mission behind it? What are you guys trying to achieve and where do you see yourselves going with it? So like April said in the beginning, it was just kind of an insight into two different women's perspectives of the same situation over a course of, you know, two years time and all the weird stories that we had to tell. And then eventually we wanted to be a little bit more elaborate on those specific topics. You know, what is it like to go through a high conflict divorce? What is it like to co-parent a 23-year-old and also a two-year-old at the same time? So we started expanding on all the different varieties of co-parenting and that people could relate to. And so what was the response to that? What has the reaction been to your blog? I think people were very interested because if anybody's like me, which I know that there are they're people nosy. out there. Yeah, they're nosy. They wanted to know what was going on in our lives. But Lord and I also, during this whole thing of our messy co-parenting or custody battle, we looked for help in so many places. And a lot of times when you're looking online for help, you get into these groups and it's really just a bash of the stepmom or a bash of the bio mom. And that's not what we wanted. So when we couldn't find that, we wanted to be that. We want to be that for families and let them know that, you know, there is life after divorce and after co-parenting, and you can have a peaceful coexistence. You can actually even be friends with each other. No matter what society says you're supposed to do, you can do what you want to do. You can make your own way and you can make your own rules. So we thought, you know, we'll make our own rule book and we'll show other families how we do it. And hopefully it'll catch on. Yeah, I love it. And I think it's so important that you guys are sharing it from the two different perspectives, because there's so many women who can benefit from this, even just little things that you've said in this interview. I'm thinking, oh yeah, that is so a quote card. The world needs to hear that message. So you guys really are an inspiration. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we get, um, I think the biggest feedback we get is, oh, that's an April or I'm a Lauren, you know? Yeah. So you guys have learned a lot about each other through the blog. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Even last night, John and I were having a conversation and when he and Lauren have any kind of I don't want to say issue because they don't have issues per se, but disagreements or if they have anything that needs to be laid out on the table. We were having a discussion about it and I said, you know, I know this about Lauren and there are secrets that we have. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's girl code. We have certain things that we don't tell the boys, but I will explain to him, you know, she is a lot like me in this aspect. So maybe when you're speaking to her about this, you should come at it from this angle. You know what? You guys are on to something here. I think that, you know, we talk a lot about as stepmoms, you need to disengage and you don't need to be involved in the conflict and in the problem solving. I don't solving. agree with that. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that it's really important to know there's no one size fits all approach. I was just talking actually to Brenda from Stepmom Magazine about this. And, you know, what works for you guys may not work for our family, but there are, there Absolutely. is something to be said about a stepmom who can help 
mitigate the conflict and help, you know, increase the communication and just do, I, I don't know, women just kind of organize things better. I do really think we that just we just do it better. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I will say that. I will for sure get some hate to my email for saying that. But <laughs> honestly, everyone has their strengths. And um, there is something to be said if the stepmom is able to do that in a healthy way that doesn't leave their, them feeling depleted and resentful and all of that you know, there's something to be said for what you guys are doing. I agree. Co-parenting looks different for everybody. There's all different shapes and sizes of it. And this is ours. It's, it's just perfect for us. Mm -hmm. And I love hearing about it. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Where can everyone find you? Thank you so much for having us. You can check out our blog, www.wifestales.com. We're also on Instagram at co-parenting past chaos and Facebook at co-parenting past chaos as well. And your TikTok. Our TikTok is um, at April and Low, and obviously we are, we are podcasters as well. So it's at Co-Parenting Past Chaos. Um, so yeah, so good. And I'm going to link all of that for everyone to check you out. Thank you so much for sharing your story, guys. I love it. Thank, Thank you, you for, for having, having us. us. <laughs> all right, chat soon. Okay, guys, if you like this podcast, please do me a little favor. Take a second and subscribe on iTunes and then screenshot this podcast, give it a share in social media and tell your friends what you think. And hey, don't forget to tag me so that I can thank you for helping me spread the word. Thanks so much. And I will talk to you next week.